Welcome to another episode of The Back Pew. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to us, wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening. I am Caesar, and I am here with Nick and Justin. Hello, everybody. What's going on? So, did you have a good week? Yeah. Did you? It was all right. Yeah. Could be better. It's a little warm. It's still warm, huh? I know. So I'm not sure if, it, if it's just going to stay this way. I'm like a bunch of old fogies of McDonald's. How's the weather? Ah. <laughs> uh, it's still warm. Still warm, John. Well, I don't know. I think he saw a shadow earlier, so maybe it'll be less. You need to get your glasses checked. <laughs> you got any jokes this time? Uh, yeah. You know what? I do. I have to let me pick them up again. How's your week, Caesar? You just start talking. Well, yeah, it was actually a pretty eventful for my end. I installed fans. I went to the beach. I got sunburned. Um, you got sunburned again? Sunburned again. Mm, nice. Twice in a row. I go to the beach and then I get sunburned. But now it was the opposite. Now it's my whole front side. Chest. <laughs> <laughs> burn. That time it was the back. Now it's the front. Yeah, but, I got pretty burned last time we were there too. We haven't been in a while. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Oh, we got burned pretty bad uh, last time we went. So uh, it's an improvement. Uh, the goal is zero burns for next time. <laughs> zero burn. You know, the worst is when you get the tops of your feet. Are you ever burned the tops of your feet? That happened to me last time. Oh, oh my oh, back. Oh, and yeah. the top of my feet, oh, and my door. skin, and everything was burned. I remember oh. when I was younger, we went uh, on a skiing trip, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was just water skiing, whatever. And I, I made sure I got everything, right? I was on top of it, but I forgot the tops of my feet. That and then, one spot. Dude, I'm telling you, I had to soak my feet in water to get my socks off because oh, I was wiping my skin off. Oh, it was so bad. It was so yeah, bad. I did that when I was fishing one time. We were out on a boat. In uh, midsummer, July, out, out camping at Trinity and just wearing sandals like I normally do. I get back and the tops of my feet are cherry red and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah, been there because it takes a lot to burn me, but you know, it takes some really powerful sun, but it's. But you get burned. I get burned. Yeah, I've been burned. Mm. The sun is unforgiving, it will find you. I will find a spot. I will find a loophole. I need some ice. <laughs> I will get you somehow, some way. So, yeah, you got your jokes? <laughs> I'm, trying find, I'm trying to find one. I got a list of them here that just... They're just <laughs> all so good. Which one do I choose? <laughs> I'm trying to find one that's not as stupid. <laughs> Did you know that elephants are really good at hiding? Elephants are really good at hiding. Yeah, they're good at hiding. I mean, you don't see I... them in the trees, do you? You don't see them in the trees? No, they're great hiders. They hide right in front of you. Yeah, they're in the trees. Why is why is Swiss cheese considered considered the most religious cheese? Because it's holy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Nailed it. Is that right? You're like, We're right. You're not. Oh, 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 let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, today, you know, we're supposed to be talking about what, Nick? What are we talking about? Uh. That uh, everybody uh, needs to wear a suit and tie to church. Oh, okay, suit and tie. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, three piece or two piece doesn't matter. Uh, uh, no, you gotta <laughs> you have to wear you have to wear a three piece and uh, you have to wear a top hat. And you have to take that top hat off when you go into church. With oh, okay. Top of that. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. I mean, very difficult. Doesn't matter the color of the first opinions, chapter seven and verse thirteen. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus, I thought it was just somewhere in the back. Maybe I haven't gotten that far yet, so I just keep flipping, keep going. I'll, I'll find it in the back somewhere. Yeah, you know, uh, there's it's really not that hard to find. Mm. First Opinions, chapter 7, verse 13. Okay. States, thou shalt wear a suit to church. 
So I actually did a lot of thinking about this one because I know yeah. that I know there's a lot of times where you, you I know maybe I'm jumping in too soon, but there's a lot of times where we're doing we're doing things that it's just because of a tradition or because yeah. uh, somebody else is doing it or because if you feel guilted into doing something, right? Right. And I can't, I think we talked about this like what a couple episodes ago about mm-hmm. being guilted into doing something or even like doing something a certain way that yes. you know pushes other people away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think that it can become that. Yeah. Uh, if you're not careful, right, with a lot of things. Well, well, back back up just a little bit because because this suit and tie thing. I mean, I kind of came up around it. I don't know what your um, your religious tradition was growing up, but. The conservative movement in Christianity, and especially in the Churches of Christ, and more of the other conservative movements, you know, typically you you come to church dressed in your best, right? Have you heard that heard that before? Yeah, Sunday dress your best, best right? Dress in your Sunday best, right? And then some people would say, well, you know, I got my best pair of overalls, or you know, my sure. church overalls, and then I got my you know my best you know pair of suit. I got my best suit, but really, when in reality, a suit, you know, back in the 1920s, everybody wore a suit. Sure, you know, and that kind of flowed with with the culture and so it became you wear your best church now when the dress changed in norm, the normal workplace it didn't change within the church so it's just a tradition it's not you don't have to wear a suit to church and i'm not gonna of course i'm not gonna beat somebody down who does wear a suit to church but what bothers me is where people bind where god hasn't bound okay so i i would kind of here's let me make a point uh, or an idea or a thought yeah. okay I, i'm going to kind of and I'm going to reference a couple of verses, so you'll have to bear with me. Okay? Is that possible? No, please do. All right. I'm going to try and speed through it because I know that I read slow. Right? So I'm going to reference Exodus. Okay. Exodus 19, 7, uh, 7 to 17. So Moses, Moses uh, let's see here. Let me get it better so I can actually read here. There we go. So Moses came and called the elders of all the people and laid before them all these words which the Lord commanded them. And then all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. So Moses brought back the words of the Lord to the people, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fast forward. <clears throat> so Moses said to the people, Go and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in sight of all the people. Uh, you shall set bounds for the people around saying, you know, don't don't get close to the mountain. I'm mm-hmm. kind of fast forward. So, I mean, he's saying, hey, get ready because I'm coming, right? Yeah. And so at that time, their best clothes was obviously what they were wearing. It had nothing to do with a certain attire. It was just, hey, you're going into the presence of God. The most holy of holy gods yeah. is here. Make yourself clean because right. he's clean. Right. right, and there's a lot of that echoing throughout the Old Testament of be clean because I am clean, right? Which mm-hmm. is what God is constantly telling them. This is why they always had all the, all, you know, Leviticus is all, all about what the priests had yeah. to do, right? And all the sacrifices they had to do just so they could be clean so they could minister mm-hmm. to, the, to God and the people, right? Yeah. To just be in the presence of God. Um, so the next thing that I would look at, um, in my opinion, is uh, Psalms 22.6. Uh, but I'm a worm, not a man, a reproach of men, and despised by all the people, right? And he's he's basically saying, I'm lower than God, right? And you're, you have to realize that when you, to me, when you go to church 
But when you gather together and you're assembling for God, you should be in that mindset that you're getting together and you're going to meet the most holy of holies, the one who mm-hmm. created this earth, yep. right? And so sometimes you can think, or I think, that uh, like a wedding, if I'm going to go officiate a wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me to go do that. Um, I'm going to wear a nice shirt, nice pants, nice slacks, and I'm going to officiate the wedding, right? Yeah. So what more than if I'm going to be in the presence of God? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you wear a suit to church? Well, hold on. Hmm. We're getting there. I'm not there yet. We're working through. So, so the other one that I that I I liked, I think would be good to reference is Isaiah 1, 16 to 18. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil you're doing from before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Learn learn to do good, speak justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the faithless, plead for the widow, uh, and, and reason together, right? Through the sins, like, though your sins are scarlet, they shall be white as snow, etc. So it's like he, he's you're trying to make yourself clean. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't... doesn't mean clothes, right? He's not mm-hmm. talking about clothes. Yep. But, uh, and the other one that I have is Hebrews 10, 19 to 25, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest of holies by blood, by by uh, a new living way which he uh, consecrate, consecrated for us uh, through the veil that is his flesh, and having the high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart, full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled um, from an evil conscience and and our bodies washed with pure water, right? So he's he's talking about obviously Jesus taking that place for yep. us, okay? But at the same time, we're talking about the most holies of holies mm-hmm. that could possibly be. That is talking all throughout the Old Testament. That's drawing in all the way back to Moses, right? And you're saying he's taking that place of that high priest, right? right. So that high priest is always able to give uh, the sacrifices and the atonement for what that person or persons or that group of people have done. Sure. Right? He's taking that on. And so why wouldn't I want to present my best for him? Right. And so that would be my argument. I'm not saying you have to wear a two-piece suit. No. But I am saying you should be- Look presentable. Yeah, you should yeah, be presentable. That's, that's what I'm saying. I have no problem with that. What I, yeah. have, a problem with, what I have a problem with is is maintaining the tradition that you know, some one's best is should be or is thought to be your best as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, like in other words, if somebody you know has the money and they can go buy a three-piece suit and they can afford that, and then great. But the the common guy is not going to be able to afford that type of thing, right? Like I didn't own a, I didn't even own a church uh, a shirt or a pair of slacks when I first started going to church. I I get first time I went to church I was in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> but do you? Because I just leave. That you should be dressed up in a button shirt at least. No, no, I don't think it matters. I think matter. I think I I think I would make the point the same point that that uh, Justin's been making as long as you what sounds just look just presentable. Look presentable. Well, you know well, that could be in a t-shirt and jeans and you have your hair combed or you know like just don't you know like if you're I mean I guess you could say like you know. Some people, if they were rolling around in the mud and then they came to church, and be like, "Dude, you should go take a shower." You know, like, what if you're dressed like, <laughs> like you're going fishing? It it really doesn't matter. It, I don't think so. Flip flops are fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. That, well, 
Okay, for me, I wouldn't, I don't think that, like, if I'm going to go, let's say I've got a fishing trip planned, right? But it's after church. Mm. So I'm going to bring all my fishing tackle. I'm going to wear all my fishing gear. Yes. I'm just going to go into church. And but what if it's the opposite? Right, but even still. What if you're coming back? Sure, one? sure. Let's say I'm coming back from a yeah. trip. Yeah. Right? And you if want, I don't have the time to go clean up, uh-huh. then I probably won't come to church. I don't think you're going to get in trouble for don't not showing up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying don't come. I'm just saying you're not going to get in trouble for not showing up to church. Yeah, right. And if you feel like you're not, I mean, you're not going to present your best. You're not, you're not in the right mindset anyways. Why are you going to come and do that? Right. So I think more, more important than, you know, how clean you are or how well dressed you are is how right is your heart with God. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so first and foremost, I could care less what somebody, you know, I mean, in American culture, people are going to be like, dang, that dude stinks. I'm not sitting on the same pew as him. Right. It's kind of, kind of our culture, but imagine being a farmer and not having the availability and then still wanting to go to church, to make it to church on time. You know, you're going to stink, man. You're out there sweating and doing this and that and the other. I don't think it matters. What I think matters is the, the condition of your heart when you enter worship to God. So, so here's where I would argue from. I go to Matthew chapter 15, Sure, right? I go to Matthew chapter 15 and I'd look at, um, what, uh, Jesus says to the Pharisees, uh, when talking about their traditions um, in the worship of God, right? He says, uh, in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrine, teaching as, uh, what does he say? Teaching commandments as doc- the doctrines of men or teaching as, here, let me just pull it up here. Uh, that Old Testament quit. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men, right? So in other words, what's saying is, what he's saying is, you know, they they honor me with their lips, right? Their their lips serve as Christians, right? So that's where I would back up to. I would back all the way up to, okay, like you know, before we even tackle the issue of of what someone is supposed to or not supposed to wear to church, we first have to tackle the issue of the heart, right? So we have to take us take a leap back and go, okay, how do you know your heart is in the right place when you enter church, and should you apply? Should you apply your same reasoning for the way, for whether you're clean or not to your heart condition, right? Well, it depends on what you mean by clean. You'd have to define that, right? Well, I mean, right, see, right. could be well, what other things. So, so if if you're if you're if you're dirty, you're like you're saying I probably wouldn't show up to church if I was in fishing gear. Or I was dirty. Or I was coming back, and I you know I probably wouldn't show up to church, right? But what if you what if you wake up on a Sunday morning? And you are able to perceive that your heart is not in the right place. Yeah, I wouldn't come. I don't think that's. I I think that you should, right? I should. I I, I don't know. I take that back. I really think you should because I think that a good believing group of people is going to lift you up in in a way that you wouldn't have without that, right? You're right. Yeah. Right. Um. And so that's that's where I would. I mean, and then you know. Someone kind of uh, take that angle and go, is your headset not working there? Uh, no. It's cutting out? Sorry. Oh, you're all right. How's that? That's better. It was just cutting out on me. I'm sorry. Oh. Weird. It was going in and out, and I was like, oh, I can't. I can't finish my thought. I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I do think that if your heart's not right, you shouldn't be taking communion. That's for sure. At least yeah. in my opinion. Right. No. I and I do think that that has that goes a long way too. Because if I mean I don't know 
if your heart's in the wrong wrong place and you're just not you're not going to bring anything well, right what well, are you doing but at the same time sometimes you're in a place where you need a uh, a community of peoples to help you through yeah. uh, a time like that right. where you're low so so think about it this too from this standpoint too what does um Jesus say uh, in Matthew 18 when he says you know I think it's Matthew 18 he says you know if you're at about to go worship God right and you realize that you haven't forgiven your brother go and forgive him and then come back leave right. your stuff go and forgive him and come back so maybe we should um try to tackle you know this idea of okay what what constitutes a right heart what constitutes a, a pure heart a clean heart a heart that is is re- right and ready to worship God Let's take a left turn that's all right <laughs> well I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of curious what what your thoughts were on it. I mean, obviously, Caesar, you've been thinking about it. But what do you think? Yeah, I mean, let's, hear the, the, let's hear from the novice. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, look, look I, I'm just, I, I realize that, you know, um, when you come to a church for the first time or first couple of times, you you know, if everybody's there dressed in three-piece suits, I'm sure you're going to feel a little intimidated, right? But at the same time, I don't know. When I think of when I think of uh, let's say the president of the United States, I think of suit and tie, mm-hmm. right? Because yep. he's presenting himself to the people as someone of authority. You think George Washington wore suit and tie? Yeah, actually, I do. A form of that. Well, yeah, their form of yeah. it, sure. So, but I mean, I'm not so, saying. I obviously, I I do agree more more on the side of yeah. You got to get away from the tradition stuff. It's not supposed to be a tradition. It is. It is have to do with your heart, where your heart's at. But at the same time, if your best is, if, if bringing your, it's, it goes into tithing too. It's like, you can bring your best. You should be yeah. bringing your best. Sure. If you can't bring your best, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Fine. <laughs> uh, uh, everything, I was just hearing your guys' uh, point of views and your, you know, how you have scripture to back it up. But um, overall, I do believe that you should, I do agree with you, Justin, your heart has to be in the right place and come in and everything like that. Cause you don't. You know, yeah, that's what we're in. But as far as your dressing, I believe, I think that it, you should be somewhat presentable. Yeah. I don't think well, that's flip-flops and, like, you know, uh, just boogie shorts or whatever is acceptable, especially, like we were saying, you were coming to the house of the Lord. You use great examples as in when you attend, you attend the wedding, the President of the United States, so you're telling me that those events are bigger than presenting yourself formal. And yeah, I, I think I think in ways I mean, that's a flawed argument, though. Why? Because because it's not about us in worship. It's about God. It's about God. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not about. But you're you're presenting yourself to Him. Like, okay, if I, if I if you're going to a job interview, are you looking good for yourself or for the person you're getting interviewed for myself? Really? So in every, yeah. Like, why like, why am I gonna Why am I gonna go try to make an impression if I don't look good? But that's what I'm. I mean, I don't need to. But um, <laughs> but I don't, he always for the rest of, of us, yeah. For the, the rest, rest of us, no, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no you all throw a job interview. Yes, okay. you're gonna go. Sorry, I make that up. You're dressing, you're dressing for that. You're dressing you're, for that other. You're person. dressing for the other person. You're not dressing for yourself. You're not the job, right? Well, yeah, you're trying to make yourself trying to get to them, but right. Then but it comes back to what I also say, though. So are we saying that because we're going to church, I'm not gonna dress all that well, and it's not important to. I'm going to go however I feel as long as my heart is in the right place and that that's all that matters. But yet for an interview, I got to, I got to look better. I believe that it's culture. 
But it's also, you know, what you believe, I guess. You know, if you believe you have to go well-dressed for the job interview because it gives you, I don't know, yeah. a better opportunity or something, then why not just do it out of there just to, ah, uh, gosh. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, going back to the Old Testament when I was reading um, Exodus, right? Sure. And obviously those people didn't have suits. It wasn't about suits. It was about making themselves clean to be in the presence of God. Right. So my my thought and feeling when you tie it to like Hebrews mm -hmm. uh, is more of one in which I think that you should be coming with a clean heart and one who is uh, trying to be presentable to God. Sure. So if my idea of presentable is flip flops and a tank top, which could be, I mean, you know, yeah. depending on the person, maybe that's, right. you know, the ultimate attire. But uh, to me personally, right, because I don't think it has anything to do at that point, right, because yeah. we're talking about the heart. I think I think it depends on what the person is feeling, right? Yeah. If the person feels like, hey, I want to be presentable to God, yeah, no, it's not going to be, to me, yeah. right? It's not going to be flip-flops. Now, uh are there times where I wear nicer clothes than I do for church? Sure. But that's got nothing to do with me being presentable or not presentable. Right. Right. You're still presentable. You're still not coming in some, you know, not well-dressed or, you know, too revealing or any of that things. You know, you're still coming yeah. in as respectful attire. Yeah. And you're you're also entitled to your opinion. Sure. Just like I am. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying no, no, you're wrong. No, no, no. I, well, I'm just saying, like, I, I could care less. I could care less what, what what's the way that somebody dresses. That's not my first concern, first and foremost concern. And I, and I certainly don't think that it's God's first and foremost concern. Because if that were the case, you know, Jesus wouldn't have pointed pointed out that uh, in Matthew 23 that those those Pharisees lengthen, broaden the phylact phylacteries on their, yeah, they, on their clothes, and they stand on the street corners, and they love the praise, and they do it all to be noticed by men. Sure. So, so if it, if it was, if it was the case that God cared about that, then he'd say, hey, look, the Pharisees are doing good. They're dressing right. They're dressing nice. Sure. You know, they're bringing their best to God, and, and, uh, you know, when they come to worship. Um, but no, Jesus was concerned with their heart condition, and all throughout Scripture, that's what we see. Right, is Jesus is concerned with with what's at the center of your life. So how so? When he says things like in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Right, he's saying at, at the core of who you are, you have to love God with everything you are. So it, it doesn't matter. So how come some most religions that I've kind of noticed, like say like the Jewish, they wear all wear those kind of black suits with back, the hat. Yeah, it then, all goes back to Exodus. But then, then also the Christian church, I mean, for the what I've noticed growing up, even in the Hispanic church, you always dress nice mm -hmm. as well. You have nice lives, yeah. nice dress shirts. I come here now to the English yep. version. Yeah. The same thing goes. The Catholic, um, you know, the, they also wear the same thing. Also, uh, the Baptist church, they all dress very nicely. So my thing is that how is it that it's a cultural and bad thing? And how is it that some it's people... It's not a bad thing. No, not a bad thing. Back, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it comes from a long line of history. So how is it that um, some take it more important? Or where is it that if you kind of... I've noticed that it's mostly also like elders of the church who dress yeah. that sort of way. Yeah. So how is... Where is it written that they have to dress this way? So why is it that there is nothing written that well, you have to dress why, any why, certain way? Why is it that most? It seems that most churches kind of have that 
that um representation or like that that um status that this is how you should dress coming it's a matter of opinion so it's a matter of opinion i mean like like i'm not gonna like i you know i have to i've never been a suit and tie guy my whole life you know i just never i've never been like a guy who wants to dress really nice or mm -hmm. put on a collared shirt or mm -hmm. you know i'm I've, I've got things to do i got stuff i need clothes i can sweat in man i need it you know i want to i want to go out and play i don't want to be all all tied up and buttoned up with something that's going to keep me from you know going out and playing moving. and moving yeah so so for me it's not it's not practical because i'm always i'm constantly going so i wear things that that i can move in so like if i'm going somewhere we're going somewhere after church we're going bowling we're doing this we're doing that the other i want something i can just i can just go do my regular my regular thing you know right after i might put my hair some gel in my hair or something to make myself look nice but i do that mainly for the expectation that i to do it not because i because God thinks. But then, what is it that I notice? Some people in leadership are always dressed that way. So does that mean when you reach a certain level in the church, you're expected to do certain no, things, like certain elder? Well, well, I would say it even goes back to the argument in Galatians. You, you familiar with the Book of Galatians? No. Okay. <laughs> Can I? Are you going to cut me off no. before I talk about Go ahead, Galatians? Let's hear it. No. So um, the whole. Um, so in the book of Galatians, uh, Paul writes that book to the church in Galatia because they're conforming to uh, to the teachings of of Jewish oriented Christians. So in other words, there's these they call them Judaizing teachers. These Judaizers had come in and they were teaching that you need to be circumcised plus baptized in order to be saved. And Paul writes this letter to tell them that's not true, right? You don't need to be a Jew to be a Christian to be right in the sight of God, right? You just need Jesus. That's all you need, right? Okay. And this whole premise in that letter is that you cannot bind where God is not bound. So if God did not bind circumcision upon Christians, but he bound it upon Jews, when Jesus died and rose from the dead, that, that practice became obsolete. And so even though these Jews had believed that they still needed to be circumcised in order to be a part of God's people, Paul's saying you don't. So you don't have to circumcise even nowadays? Nope. No. And you're fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, uh, but Jews would take that argument very well. So okay. the, whole, the whole point is you right. can't bind where God is not bound. And I don't think, I don't like I said, the most important thing is that in my eyes, my understanding, it comes down to two things, your relationship with God and your and the status of your heart, not the status of your dress, your status of your clothes, whatever you want to. There's a lot of people who come to church and, you know, and dress in a suit and tie, but they're, but it's just a facade. It's just a, a sheet, a, a fake, you know, but then there's people that do that and they're genuine. It's hard to tell. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about somebody who wears flip-flops and jeans. Mm -hmm. So, but, okay, so. Judging. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? I can still judge. So, here's the thing. I, I, I have a more, in my opinion, more of a Jewish point of view on this, okay? Not saying that I'm a learned Jew or any of that, but <laughs> if you look at, like, some of the commentaries from Jews on Exodus and realize, okay, why are they wearing that attire, right? Right. It, and, it, and it goes back to what I read in Exodus, right? So here's a point of view from that. It's like the clothing, clothing people wear reflects the level of respect for the situation and the people involved. Given the unique level of holiness of the Israelites that were about, and what they were about to experience, it would be to say the least unworthy of the uh, magnitude of the event to wear dirty clothes, right? Because they're meeting with God. 
Right. right. So when God appears before you, you should wear the best clothes your own. In this situation, the Israelites, the best clothes they owned were regular clothes, but at least that their clothing had to be clean. Right. So those who argue God doesn't care what you wear, this verse would seem to suggest otherwise. So does common sense. Taking one's time, uh, taking one's time to uh, dress more formally, which before appearing at any event is uh, a statement of the esteem in which we hold that event. The American president, Ronald Reagan, never took off his jacket and tie when he was the president in the president's office, even when he was alone. Why should the uh, why should the place where we encounter God be less significant? I mean, that's that's from the Jewish point of view, and I honestly think that when you that's look long. at that's the one I that's like. your opinion. Yeah, and if you if you I agree with that statement, though. so I, again to expand on that, it's very Old Testament based. Mm-hmm. It's not based mm-hmm. on what Jesus is saying. When Jesus is getting after the Pharisees, he's getting mad at them because they're showing off what they're doing. This is a situation where I'm saying, look, this isn't about showing off. This is about you and where you're at with the Lord and where your heart is, right? Which is what you've mm-hmm. said. Yep. But I'm not going to show up in shorts. I'm just not because I know that I'm trying to meet with somebody who's bigger than me. Yep. Right? And I want to show that person respect. And so that, therefore, for me, that's why I would, I'm, I'm going to lean on the side of, eight. Hey, it does matter what you're doing. It does matter what you wear. It's almost like saying... Well, it doesn't, you know, if you use the Lord's name in vain, you know, well, it depends on the person, you know, maybe their heart's right and they just accidentally yeah. stub their toe, right? Yeah. Do, I mean, or is really technically using the Lord's name in vain uh, something that we should be looking at or not? Or maybe that's, depending on the culture, you know, at the time, I, I just don't, I don't follow that. Are you familiar with the uh, scruples? You know, scrupulous? No. No idea? No. So it's um it's like uh like Romans fourteen is it describes a scruple, um and it says that some to to the effect of you can go and read it but to the effect of it's okay for some for one person to believe one thing and practice one thing and for somebody else to believe another thing and practice a completely different thing does that make sense so like for instance um if you if you uh, let's take the biblical argument of meat sacrificed to idols sure. there were some that didn't have a problem with eating meats that were sacrificed to idols and there were others who had a problem with meats eating meats sacrificed to idols that's the whole Romans 14 argument right, but Roman, in that same yeah, uh, topic Bible and hold on well in that that same topic they specifically said to the non-Jew abstain from eating meat sacrificed to idols. That's not what I'm talking about. Right, but you just said that you can you can eat meat that are that's been sacrificed that's to not, an idol. That's not what I'm talking about though. What I'm talking about what I'm talking about is the 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 idea that's presented in there. Um and the idea is that uh it's justified um as long as it's not causing someone else to yeah you're talking about it's justified as long as it's not causing somebody else to fall fall away from the lord right 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 somebody else to sin i know what you're talking about but that the the unclean meat is still described as something not to be doing right but but some had a problem with it some didn't and it wasn't like so in other words it wasn't a salvation i lost it again that's weird no no i just i just leaned over you lost it again you can't hear anything no i can't no oh it's it goes in and out, right? If I leaned over like this, yeah, yeah. So now you can't. Now you can hear me. Yeah, it's just me leaning over. <laughs> so, anyways, but like, I know, I, I know exactly which verse you're yeah, talking about, yeah. and I understand. Okay, that verse in that section of verses, I believe it's talking about. Hey, if it's a sin for you, for me to eat 
uh, like, let's say you feel like I shouldn't eat meat at all. Mm. Okay. And I know that that's acceptable because of what was revealed to uh, uh, Peter, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It was unveiled to Peter, eat, go ahead and eat, right? Okay, anyways. Yep. So, but you you still feel like, I, I don't want to do that. It's unclean for me. I don't want to do that because I want to be a better devout Jew at the time, okay? Yep. So then it would be bad for me to bring meat to a meal, which is a sin for you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't think but, that's but the principle. But the principle, but the principle to but, do with no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is the the principle, the idea flows across from that. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're allowed to think something. You're allowed to you're allowed to have a difference of of persuasion based on what you read and seen and sure. and perspective of life. Just as am I, and just as is. But that's got nothing to do with respect. That's not. But what I'm saying is that might that's a perspective. That's not a. That's, this is not a, a matter of, you know, this is not a, what I wear to church does not show you what's in my heart. No, and, and I'm not, I don't think it's my business what's in your heart. Because I think it's deeper, because I think it's deeper than, than, than clothing. Now, if you feel that way, I'm not going to judge you and say you shouldn't wear nice clothes to church, right? Obviously, if you want to wear nice clothes to church, wear nice clothes to church. Sure. What I don't want, what I... And what I what I kind of despise in a sense is when you when you take the matter and you and you tell somebody you have to you have to yeah that's, that's my issue yeah, that's no, my I, issue I, I I don't you know I'm not disagreeing with with anything you're saying matter right. of respect if that's what you want to do that's fine I don't think of it that way when I walk into the assembly what I'm thinking of is where's my heart because that's the tendency that I've had to have the problem with the most is that I come in there with a bad attitude or I come in there with a bad mindset or I come in there you know I come I I get into this headspace where I'm frustrated or angry or angry with someone or angry with something and and so i find that to be my biggest problem not necessarily what i'm wearing because what i've what i've what i'm wearing is what i've always worn i'm a minister i'm a, i'm a preacher you know we're we're expected to wear those types of things as where regular members are not right you see what i'm saying and so to me that's obsolete well, culturally, the, the culturally the clothing i mean yeah culturally but the clothing is obsolete to me sure you know i don't i don't i'm not thinking about what i'm wearing i'm wearing it because i'm expected to wear it but i think you know also, i think i don't know if i put myself in your shoes right and i'm i'm going to be a, a preacher or something like that i'm going to go on stage am i going to change the clothes that i'm wearing if i was on stage or if i'm not no me personally no because no. Because I'm already, in my mind, I'm already wearing something that's presentable. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So to, to put myself in a place where it's outside my comfort zone, it's completely outside of what, I've normally, what I would normally choose to be as, quote, presentable in my mm-hmm. opinion, no, I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right? So I think, you know, wearing a suit and tie for me, no, you're not going to see that. Not even if I was, not even <laughs> if I was officiating right. a wedding, right? Right, yeah. So, I mean, that's... That's kind of what I was, that's where I was kind of going with it. I've got no no qualms about somebody who doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. But I do think there's a level of respect that goes along with sure. what we're doing. Sure. Yeah. Right? And that's where may, some people may be in their spiritual journey where, where they that they feel the, the need to do something like that. Now, the, the other side of that coin that comes in is, you know, it's like I've heard stories and seen things in my time as both an outsider and an insider in the church that, uh, just have put a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to what, well, you know, cause that's one of those questions that people always have. Well, what do I wear to church? Right? Like, what do I wear? The first time I went to church, you know, nobody told me what I should wear. I just showed up, you know, sure. The second time I, the second time I went, 
when I just showed up. It didn't, it wasn't something that I was like, yeah, you know, you know, the third time I went, I wore jeans because I felt a little uncomfortable because nobody else was wearing shorts, right? And I wore full-toed shoes, even though I was like, in my mind, I don't see why you're, and then you'd hear this argument, right? Like, you got to dress your best for God. You got to dress for best. And I'm thinking to myself, well, your best and my best are two different things. Sure, and it right? should be. Yeah. I think. Right. It's not, you're not being judged on that. Yeah. Right? And so, well, from from like me to me, me to you, I'm not going to make that judgment. Sure. Right? Sure. But I'm going to make that judgment to myself, right? Because I want to, right? That's why I keep going back to the heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree I mean, with that, yeah. but I mean- it's hard for me to believe that someone would say, I'm going to go to a job interview and I'm going to wear flip-flops. A job interview is not church. A job interview doesn't reflect anything. But it has to do, but it does have to do with respect of the the possible position and respect of the person that you're getting. When I'm, when I'm dressing nice to go to an interview, I'm trying to make a first impression. So I'm trying to impress that, hey, I'm ready. I'm here. I'm, I want, I want this job. I'm capable of this job. And not only am I going to impress you with, with what I wear, I'm going to impress you with my words. So in a sense, I'm going to give you lip service. But so that's why I don't think it translates necessarily to worship because, because yeah, I can go and, and fake it at church. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I've become, you know, a pretty good actor when I'm in a bad, when I'm in a bad mood, you know, I've, 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 I've you know, I, I can, I have to be there. I'm getting paid to be there. If I'm not, I can't just not show up because I have a bad attitude, right? Or because I have a bad, because I have a, because I have a wrong, wrong heart. Um, is that not working here? Let me twist it. Yeah, maybe it just needs to be pushed in. Yeah, you turned it, that, that turned it off. That's turn- off completely. Which one's yours? Are you number three? I don't know. Whatever you touched, it turned it off. So it's just not connected, probably. It's off. Sorry. There it goes. Hey, hey, forgot what I was saying. Ruins it. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Sorry. No, that's all right. Um, anyways, it seems like it was a little more heated of a discussion. I don't though. think it's heated. I mean, it's just two different uh, viewpoints, and I don't think either. I think we're kind of saying the same thing. We are, but yeah. but there's two. To me, there's two different uh, points of view on it that are clear. Right. Yours is, hey, it's up to the person to decide what's presentable and not. And I'm saying, yeah, I agree with that. However, I think there's a there's a level of presentability that most people have that yeah. they may or may not choose to do. So uh, do I think that a non-believer should feel uh, pressured into wearing something nice? No. No. I do not. No, Absolutely not. Not. not at all. Not at all. No, I think we're clear. I think we're, we're good on that point. If you, uh, you want to, you know, visit, visit church where we're at, you know, don't feel pressured to dress up because nobody dresses up except a few old people. You know, so that's the it's that's the good them thing. though. Yeah, because mostly uh, we don't. Uh, but like the ones we dressed like presentable. Yeah, we dress yeah. you know nice, but you know we don't go over the top with the with the plain yeah. button shirt, the slacks, and the dress shoes. Yeah. Now, but it has changed my perspective. Like before, I remember I used to go in the church with shorts, and I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. But now. Uh, uh, I can't do that anymore. I don't feel that it's presentable. I don't feel that it's right to wear shorts. I mean, right. that's, again, that's me. Right. And you're and you're watching the people around you, and none of the people around you are wearing shorts, though, either. You know what I'm saying? It's some. If, but, I, if I go to a Wednesday, the, if I go to a Wednesday yeah. night, I'll wear shorts. You know, but I'm not on a Sunday morning. I don't. No, yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I've wore shorts to Sunday morning. Wear. I don't have a problem with it. And I don't see a problem. Right. I don't see it as an issue. Some people are going to take issue because they have a they have a perception in their mind that that mm-hmm. that the way that they 
the way that they have always done things is the way that things should always be done. Right. Does that make sense? I understand. Yeah. Some <laughs> like, things, so, but some things, chi- sometimes change is good. Um, you know, for, as far as this clothing measure, yeah, uh, it's fine. You know, we don't have to go presentable in slacks and dress shoes and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But yes, you should. I, again, we're going to our point of view. I do think you should dress nicer. This week, I could take for an example, I wanted to wear shorts. Yeah. But in my mind, I was like, no, I can't wear that at a church. I'll wear why, it. Why, so let me ask you, why Why did you feel that way? Why, why did you feel like you couldn't wear shorts? Because like I said, I don't feel that it's 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 presentable enough to be in the presence of the but, Lord or going to his okay, house. Okay, that don't be my question. Is, is, it, is it an issue of being presentable to the people or is it an issue of being presentable to God? To God. In my mind mm-hmm. and in my eyes and my thoughts, it's not presentable enough for God yeah. to be in shorts. Yeah, and I think that's where that's where I think that that's we're okay. having this weird, you know, twist of yeah conversation because that's kind of people are going to enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, look, uh, as I've matured in my walk with God, yeah, I was, I used to wear flip flops and sh- shorts because yeah. I didn't care. It's right. like, yeah, I'm just going to church, no big deal. Uh, but then as I gotcha. as I've gotten in further and read more and learned more, I realize, wait a minute, I'm meeting with somebody who's yeah. just the creator of the universe, who's given me this opportunity, who's forgiven me all the things mm-hmm. that I've done wrong, who's gonna open the book one day and go, Oh look, come on in. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it's 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 a me thing, not yeah. a, hey, Nick, why didn't you wear uh slacks today? Right, mm, it's more of a, slacks, That's why. Yeah, well, I mean, right. My point being is like, look, mm-hmm. it's a me thing. I'm doing it because I know that I'm in the presence of God, sure. and I want to be that way. And I think that's I don't think you but I say reach, yeah. but reach. See, see, I don't think you. I don't think you look. I don't think you look out of sorts either. I think. Uh, I think that that's the way. The way anybody dresses at our church you know there's no ties people wearing jeans that's good yeah that's fine. that's, that's also, good because it's part of our city kind of culture if you notice how it is out here yeah, it's, it's kind of it's a lot kind of farmy country, farmy yeah. country yeah so yeah. jeans is like the norm it's like respectable it's like you need to wear it right in a way but also your dress shirts you wear flannels that's so fine you don't have to have those casual dress shirts that 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 doesn't matter <laughs> I mean, yeah. but i i still like i i come back to my first point yes you do, I feel that you need to be well presented at, at least some, you know, some form of, some form of I don't even yeah. think at a city church I'd wear, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would probably just dress the same way I, I dress here. I, well, yeah, I, would, but it's just, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change the way I dressed for, because, because, it's just some, because, because again, you know, I have to be true to myself mm-hmm. as well. I can't just, I can't just morph into what the culture wants me to be because then I'm not doing any good for anybody. Right. And then you're becoming like the yes, Yes. I just think yeah. because in the city they dress, I don't know, I, I believe that they dress a little bit more flashy, yeah. you know, not, yeah. not like here where we have jeans and we have dress shirts and we have, sure. you know, kind of like that. But in the city, they try to rock more flashy, more matchy, more yeah. name brandy kind of things. And mm-hmm. they just try to fl- flash a little bit more than they do um, here. But that's, again, maybe that's just their their way, their perspective. Sure. Yeah, I think, I think you can... You know, I, and, and like, like truthfully, I'd, I'd love to just, I'd love to just be able to, you know, be in what I would normally wear every day to go to church because truly I, I, you know, at times, even though I don't, you know, dress up in, in something, I don't want to play, I don't want to play church. And, and like I said, you know, for you, it's the, it's the opposite where you just wore church shorts and flip-flops and went to church, which you didn't say, by the way. 
you didn't explain why you've come across to this other view. So I was assuming you were coming from a, a place of, of tradition, but, but my, my whole thing is, yeah. So at some one point you were irreverent in, in your own mind. And as you come to know God and became established as a, a man and an individual to be looked to in the church, you changed, you changed your presentation, which is not wrong. Right. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, sometimes it's something you grow out of, you know, um, like, I don't know that, I don't know that I'll think this way forever on this subject. Um, but I'm never going to require somebody to. Yeah. I don't think it's required. Definitely not. Yeah. But I don't, I yeah, also that's don't what think... we need to define. It's not required. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not required. I, I guess we all agree on that part. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, like even in the position that I'm at now at the, the company that I'm working with, right. Yeah. I, when I started working there, I was wearing like polo shirts right. and then now I wear button-ups, but I do that not necessarily for myself. I'm doing that as a presentation, right? Right. But that's different than when I'm going to church. It's not, to me, it's not a presentation. I'm not presenting something. I'm not doing it for somebody else. I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. So if I'm doing it for myself to, to be uh clean and ready and presentable in my opinion mm -hmm. uh then this is the way that i look and so when i do go to larger churches because i've i've done I've quite, quite a few churches in the like the bay area and yeah. los angeles and over in tennessee or florida or wherever right i mean yeah sometimes you feel out of place because everybody's wearing a suit right sometimes you feel out of place because everybody's wearing something fancy but at the end of the day whenever i'm there it doesn't matter i'm there yeah. and most of the people are wanting to come say hello and find out who you are which is the way that it should be right yeah. you should be asking those right. you got to be true to your like i said you got to be you got to be true to yourself as well you can't you can't you can't dress based on human expectations right and and that's i think really the point that i'm getting at is that a lot of times the human expectations is different from god's expectations and even though somebody might have the right idea about what they should do in order to give reverence to God that and mean well when they do it, they mean so well that they start binding that on other people. Right. And I think that's where, yeah, I think that's where the issue comes in. Like for me, I got a bad taste in my mouth because I was told to wear a suit and I was told to wear, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that if you want to be a leader. And me, you know, the rebel, the rebel in me went, you know, nope. Like I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like you, yeah, when you forget it. Thing. Nope. You, no. you can keep it. You can yeah. keep the job. I don't want to you, do that. Right. No, heck no. And then, and then for a while, like, as I was, as I was, be, you know, like when I went to school, I wore, I wore a shirt and tie, five, you know, six days a week. Right. I mean, that's just the way it was because that was the dress code there. You wear a shirt and tie six days a week. I had to buy dress shoes. I never had dress shoes before. I had to buy slacks. I didn't own any slacks. I had, you know, 50,000 button up dress shirts and 40,000 ties, you know, so that I had different combinations and periodically I would switch things up, you know, and I had a tie for every shirt color. And, you know, and, and so, and so when I got out of school, I was kind of like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I just did not, 
I didn't feel comfortable, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. that left a bad taste. Yeah. Wow, seriously. Now I that's... see why you're so against it. God, it was forced on you growing yeah, up. Was... That's why you're like, no, it was so on my throat. Oh, I will not dress this way anymore. I've dressed enough. Yeah. It was shoved on my throat. Yeah. See, because I'm the complete opposite. I didn't have to do it like yeah. that. I personally, I would love to dress that way every single day. That's how my brother I wish I can go to my job dressed in a suit and tie and. Things of that nature. I think it's great. You should. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, the job I have uh, has a little uniform, so I'm oh, yeah, that way. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately. But anyways, so I would love should to go explain anyway. my bad taste. By yeah. By the well, way. no. I mean, that explains so much. Look, it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, and again, it's got. I don't think it has anything to do about what I think you're doing. Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. So exactly. And I think we're on the same page was with that. So yeah. that's good. And anybody listening, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so uh don't feel obligated to take what we've said mm-hmm. and you know, but but do you think but do think about it, you know. Um yeah, I mean the we, I think the most brought up the most that. yeah, I mean the most important thing is you've got to be true to who you are. And, and you cannot, you cannot, I cannot overemphasize this enough. You cannot dress to somebody else's expectations because you will always find yourself acting more than you will than being who it is that God created you to be right. While also being transformed by Jesus. Right. And, and, and so that's where, that's where I get entangled is like in the South, it's a totally different culture, right? Like that's just what, that's just what people do. I don't know how much it's changed in the South because I don't live in the South. Right. I know all the preachers in the South, they all wear suits and ties with the exception of a few. Right. And, and that's the expectation in conservative churches, in conservative churches of Christ. Um, and, and how they explain that one should or why they should do this is not a good argument. Right. I, I agree with that. I think that's that's just human roles. And yeah. God talks about that a lot where Jesus does. Right? Yeah. He's like, why are you, why, you guys are just doing human roles. Yeah. This isn't what, what the intention yeah. was. But when you tell them that, they get all offended, right? They say, oh, you know, you're you're judging. I'm not judging you. I'm observing what I see. Sure. You know, and, and I'm not, you know, like, hey, take it with what you will. But, you know, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can be. You know, if somebody's not going to require me to do anything, which is, it's okay. You know? Um, anyways. Well said, well said. Yes. <laughs> that was cool. Well. It was a good discussion about that for I, sure. I think so too. Okay, where were you trying to, to, you were trying to turn the conversation. I was kind of curious where you were turning it to. I wanted to hear, go back to that. Let's go back to that. What? You said... Um, uh, about somebody's heart, right? You, I think you started turning the direction on the. On yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to kind of nail that down because I think that's a that's a primary line that we need to think on. Right, but what was your? You had two questions, and I think uh, I think there were good ones, and I got stumped for a second. Which which were they? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't remember what I asked. I'm gonna have to go back and listen now. Um, yeah, because then you went on your phone and you were looking at your Bible trying to refute whatever i was wow, whatever right. that I, was I was trying to give opposing points of view of yeah, why oh that's true right i mean i mean that's the like i said the the heart can you you've got to you've got to reevaluate your state i've said that before you've got to look internally and go okay well, what areas am i doing wrong that's the first and foremost 
thing that you have to do the next because you can change external behavior but you can't change behavior unless you change internal behavior first right so it starts like you know we were talking about uh when when you and i uh caesar were talking about discipline right and we were talking about creating routines and creating schedules the idea of setting it that thing in your mind and going this is what i'm going to do you know even if you fail on the first try Mm -hmm. um, right Right. Setting it in your mind and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And th- this is why I'm going to do it. Because I know that if I do this, I'll be better for it. Right. I know that I'll be better for doing this thing than, than I will. So it, initially it starts out as a, as a hesitation. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this way. I don't want to do this. Like, I don't like this. I don't, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't help me. Um, this isn't, this isn't the way, but I also know the long term, the long term. I go, oh, like, you know, hey, like I'm I'm down uh, you know, sixty seven, sixty eight pounds from when I started at the beginning of January twenty twenty two. But it wasn't a, a an immediate collapse. I lost all that weight in five months because I, I had not learned to be disciplined. I had not learned that if I start doing the little things right now that eventually it changes my whole character that's my whole point with with the heart right yeah is you start when you start reflecting internally and spiritually and you start going okay well i had a bad attitude in this or the way i've been thinking about this probably isn't the way that god sees this i need to change the way that i'm saying this the way that i present this the way that i think about this and it's and it's an internal first then it's external but we well yeah reverse it yeah, that's you know. kind of what it, what I was talking about a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. It's like you you start out as a kid, and you maybe you just don't want to, or you choose to wear something that you don't want to wear, right. or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And then as you start maturing, you start realizing, oh, okay, well, this makes sense. I understand that. It's the same thing with your walk with God, right? You yeah. start out, and you like, I don't understand why we're doing that. I don't under, you know, I don't get it. And then you start reading it, you start mulling it over, and you, go, oh, okay, th- this is why it makes more sense now, and you, you start kind of changing the way that you think right. or start doing something a little bit differently and then you 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 mature i mean that's it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel comfortable when you start but no. the more you do it the more comfortable you are with it it's like I, I made this promise to myself that i wouldn't become what somebody else wants me to become but i would become who god wants me to become and what that looked like i had no idea what that vision was what that what he wanted me to be i had no idea but I knew what people wanted me to be, right? And I knew what people wanted me to preach. And I knew what people expected of a preacher. And I told myself I wasn't going to be like, I wasn't going to be the cookie cutter format because that wouldn't help me in the long run. Sure. Being what somebody else expects. And, and really that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Because like I've said before, you know, you can, you can dress up, dress out, you know, do all do, look, you know, dress to the nines, whatever you want to call it. Come to church, be as fake as could be. Because I met people like this. They're they're they are they they you know they are one image, one vision, one one way of looking at church. And then you get outside of church, and they're a completely different person. Yeah. And and so when I saw this for the first time, I'm not gonna tell the story because I don't want to. Anyways, um, but when I saw that for the first time. I was, I made a promise to myself that I was never going to conform to what somebody thought I should be, but to, but to transform into what God wanted me to be. And I think that's a biblical idea too, um, that, 
that often we find ourselves in this place like, oh, I want to, I want to fit in. So I'm going to conform to what the natural mm -hmm. expectation is, yeah. right? I'm, I want to fit in. Just to fit well, in. Well, there's a time and a place for it. But I didn't, I, I didn't understand what that, I didn't understand why certain people do that. Because what I'd see is, is people get baptized and then all of a sudden the next Sunday, you know, they're, they're dressed super nice and they're up leading prayer and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're doing this. And, and then three months later, they're gone. Yeah. But like never to be seen again. Yeah, never to be seen again. Yeah, like you have to go out and find them. It's like, really not a true heart transformation. Right. The problem that I have with like, uh, okay, well, if you if you heard the message and you want Jesus, let's go, let's get baptized. I mean, no offense to that, but it's like, man, you, there's so much to it. There's yeah. So much to it. I'm all I'm all for people getting baptized and yeah. and you know falling in love with the idea, right? Yeah. Which is I don't know, kind of a rough thing to say, <laughs> but it it just it's a really long process of understanding and learning and you start to realize what what is meant whenever he says being in the world but not of the world mm -hmm. and i think that as you read more as you study more as you in, in involve those things in your life you start going oh that's what he's talking about maybe yeah. i shouldn't right. go watch that movie maybe What's... i shouldn't listen to that right because you start yeah. realizing you're like wow why am i doing these things what mm -hmm. for what reason Right? Is it edifying? Is it not something that's edifying? Am I doing something that's outside the bounds? Am I going to put myself in a situation where I'm going to be uh, bringing uh, guilt upon myself? Right? So then you start you start seeing those things. You start going, ah, I don't need it. And then, yeah. then you start seeing the world for what it is. Right. And uh, which, you know, it's amazing whenever you get to that point and you start seeing it. You're like, holy cow, if I would have only known that. Yo, what's crazy is is that everybody's looking to be a part of something, right? Whether you consciously know it or not. So you're going to pick at some point what you're going to be a part of. You're going to be a part of God's kingdom. You're going to be a part of the world, which initially, initially I had chosen I was going to, you know, be a part of the world, the, you know, the party scene, the drinking scene, the, you know, the friends that slept with lots of girls. And, you know, initially that's where I was headed. Right. Um, and, and that's what I was looking towards. And I was going, man, I can't wait till I get this point and I'm going to, you know, everybody's going to like me and I'm going to, you know, and so I was looking for, initially I was looking for belonging. And I think, like I said, I think there's a lot more people in this world that are looking for that, that don't realize that that's what they're looking for. Um, which is again, I, I have a lot of friends who were converted at the age of 17, like gave their life committed to following Jesus 17. It's the weirdest thing in the world, but I know five or six of them. And I'm trying to figure out what that thread is. But my only thought on it, because I was 17 when I first started going to church, um, when I first started trying to learn about Jesus, learn about God. You know, I have friends that were baptized at 17. I had friends that started reading the gospel at 17. I had, you know, uh, friends who uh, didn't grow up in the church but found the church and all of a sudden they're a part of it you know so I think somewhere in that age you're looking to be a part of something that's bigger than you and the only thing that you can think of if you don't have if you don't know who God is and you don't know who Jesus is is to try to find your place in the world right to try to find what purpose do I serve what what, what, where am I going? What kind of impact am I going to make? And so you start walking down this path of like, in order for people to like me, I'm going to have to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to have to be this way. And I'm going to have to tell these lies. So that was another trap I fell into, you know, growing up was, you know, I told lies to impress people. 
I told I told li- because my life really wasn't all that interesting and I and I I lived a rather ordinary life and I'd hear all these stories and I'd see all these people and I'm like, man they got a great story and all I ever wanted in life was a great story and so I would tell lies to impress people people I didn't know you know I was I was anything but what I really was when I was in a town I I, I didn't come from and because I was looking for a place to belong right now when of course when I came to the knowledge that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. I changed that course and just, you know, began coming through a hand, but I ran into some of the same problems in the church that I ran into in the world. And that's where my conflict came in was like, like I was just trying to conform. I was just trying to conform to what the world was going to make me into. And now I come in here and you're making me conform to what you want me to be. What am I supposed to do? And I saw, like I said, I saw that for the first time in somebody else fake. And I was like, I will never be like that ever. I guess it got answered when you saw that, huh? Huh? It got answered your thoughts and everything. When you saw someone being so fake. Yeah. You finally said like, like okay. what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I, I, you know, and I, I did, I bought into the doctrines and I bought into the teachings for a long time. Well, I mean, like for me, um, when I look at it from, uh, earlier on in my walk, when I was younger, I felt exactly the way that you're talking about. I'm not, I'm not going to conform with all this stuff. You guys are ri- ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? And so you go through it and you're just like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm not wearing that tie. I'm not wearing that shirt. I'm not wearing those pants. I'm not wearing those shoes. I'm not doing it the way that you're doing it because I see how fake you are, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so much of that in the church nowadays. Not, not saying our church, no. but I'm just saying even the church in general, right? You see that a lot. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't go to church is like they can see the fake people. Yep. And like, look, I, I think we're all sinners and that we all need the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to get people away from that. But I think when you start realizing that there is a certain amount of respect that it's due, that yeah, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it because you're telling me to. I'm doing it because... I'm right. changing my heart, right. and I think this is the right thing to do. Yeah, right. That's why I said that's what I was talking about incremental changes, little sure. changes, little things. I was talking to my buddy today. We're on the phone for like two hours because from time to time he'll call me, and but we're in about the same stage of life. We got little kids, you know, wives. We're working in ministry, so we get along and and talk about all sorts of things, you know, kind of like what we do here. We'll just sit there and just talk for hours. And he's lately he's been uh, he's been listening to some motivational gym guys, you know, because he's trying to get back in the gym. He's trying to build up, right? And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, when I first started deciding I was going to change my life, because I weighed in at the scale, I weighed two hundred eighty six pounds at the end of December of twenty twenty one. It was almost three hundred pounds when I stepped on the scale, and in my mind that day, I decided I'm going to change that. I'm going to, I don't know how, I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm just, no, I'm going to change this. Immediately I started intermittent fasting, started walking every day, started hiking once a week. And it was those incremental things that allowed me to build up. Now, when I started going to the gym about two weeks before I jumped in there, I started building a nighttime routine, a schedule. Um, this is, I'm going to do this, 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 and this to try to prepare my mind to go to sleep when I laid my head down. Yeah, it's been statistically proven too, though, that if you plan your day, your schedule, your goals, your tasks, mm-hmm. you know, just a, you can start off by just putting it as in these are the tasks. Yeah. Or if you do it by time, from this time to this time, this time to this time, it has shown that you are way more productive and that you are actually more focused on your goal and you're more likely to stick to what you're mm-hmm. you're trying to accomplish. Yep. 
when everything you just said goes into play. Mm-hmm. So it is good that you know you tiny incremental changes. That's yeah, it. little things. The, yeah. the, it's the little things. You know, it's like the older older folks always told us. It's the little. So thing. what is that? Sharing a picture with Nick. This is me when I was three hundred and thirty pounds. I guess since we're doing that, holy moly. <laughs> so yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, slow incremental. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I knew you did. I know you're not stupid, Justin. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. You know, every once in a while you need some validation in your life. <laughs> I know you're not an idiot, man. It's all good. Oh, there we go. Okay. Here, let me show you a picture from July of 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, he understands the struggle. This one. I think we've all been That's there. That's you? No way. Currently showing Nick a picture of me. Oh, my big point. <laughs> Yeah. What were what you right there? That's yeah. I think I was almost the same thing as you were saying. Two well, I think I was like around two forty five, two fifty. But I was uh, you know, for guys who know, I was actually on a size forty pants. I was going oh, I, I think like I was forty or forty two. I, I was forty two, so you probably yeah. were around my size. Yeah, 42. and I was going I think okay. So my thing changed because when I saw my cousin's pair of pants and he was bigger than I was, uh-huh. and I think he was either forty two or forty four, where we're like a size five. I held them up and I was like, gosh, this is huge. Are you telling me this is where I'm going to now? Because my pants were starting to fit tight uh-huh. and I needed to go to the next size uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. My cousin was the next size up. So when I saw his size, <laughs> I was like, is this what I look like? Is this what I need? Oh, no. Yeah. And then that's when my transformation. Yeah. It's, I kind of I went through the same thing. You're just yeah. like, you see something or you see a picture of yourself and you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then you just make a decision. I'm done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's there's a line drawn in the sand. And you're like, I'm done. This is what I'm gonna do now. Yeah. I mean, I I carried mine pretty well, but but I was I was pretty big right there. I mean, I I almost lost a whole person. I think I'm down almost seventy pounds uh, in the two years that I've been in there. But uh, that that was the end of the year. We went up to um we went up to Tahoe and spent a couple of days up there right before uh right about the time Turner was getting ready to be make her her debut. Oh, um, but that same year, I was like, I got to, something's got to change, you know, something's got to change in my life. I can't be, you know, because statistically, like statistically, like preachers are generally overweight. Like how many, how many thin athletic fit preachers do you know? I mean, statistically, like that's the, that's the way it goes. Well, you don't need to take care of the body. You need to take care of the, the spiritual but you know, we preach a life of discipline, and we don't live a life of discipline. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's something that's extremely difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming from you know a larger point of view, mm-hmm. right? It's not easy, and it's not easy when you take it off and you want to keep it off or yeah. whatever, right? There's a lot of work that goes involved, and I think that's the same thing with their spiritual walk too, right? Right. It's the same thing when I go pull weeds in my backyard, yeah. like. It's a nonstop. I'm always out there pulling weeds. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm always going to be pulling yeah. my weeds. Yes. Right? Yeah. But it's just something that you have to, I don't know. For me, it was just like, you know what? There's a line in the sand. I'm done. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was there too. I just, I just, uh, I just cut out sugar for the, for the final time in my, like, I'm, I, I don't plan on touching sugar for at least a year. I'm growing sugar canes. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to try try it out. It's I'll watch. Plant it. It's, I, <laughs> I planted it. I can't wait to see the fruits of my labor. You know, it was funny. Shannon and I were talking about the other day. I was like, man, how can we grow our own sugar? Like, 
I would I would love to I would love to be able to have it all naturally because I think yeah it's gonna be a lot more healthy. I'm not gonna be a conspiracy theorist or anything, but mass production scares me. Mm -hmm. Um, mass mass production of anything kind of rattles my bones a little bit, and that's why I'm so you know avid about getting in shape and and getting an elk because I don't want to I don't want to have to worry about you know little I can't afford I can't afford to buy a cow. You know, so my next cheapest option is kill my own, you know, take my own, harvest my own meat. So that's where I'm at as, as an individual is like, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to go get it where it's, it's home. It's natural, naturally grown grass fed. Like I know where it came from. I yeah. build that thing. That's one way, good, good way to do it. It's kind of like what we're trying to do, Julie and I, we're trying to grow our own little garden. So it's kind of like a vegan kind of thing where we're going to grow our own potatoes our own vegetables yeah. our own fruits our own kind of things of that well it's nice to be able to have that freedom yeah it is it really it, it really is um because you never know like nick was saying that i had the same thought mass production like i don't trust it yeah you know so much comes out of from there lately and then it's just like i rather know what i'm growing and you know what it tastes so much better yeah. Well, there's a lot of pride that goes with it too, right? Because you you're doing it yourself. Yeah. It's your land. It's your stuff. You don't have to worry about where is it coming from. Mm. You know. So when you taste it and you're like, damn, this tastes better. You know what it is? It's actually your labor and your love that. Yeah. You yeah. Better. Good. That's what it tastes. Because I tasted a tomato, and tomato, all tomatoes growing up tasted the same my entire life. Right. Well, and I kill an elk in September. And then one day, really sad, made tomatoes, and I had one homegrown, and I was like. This is the most delicious thing I've ever had. Like, this is not a tomato. This is unreal. And it just shows things that you grow on your own always will taste so much better, no matter how organic or how, you know, anything is from the market. It never beats you growing your own thing. It yeah. always comes out better tasting. And I want to try some of that out. Yeah. Are you going to get some sea salt and dry it, sea water, dry it out so you get sea salt? Because that'd be amazing. Maybe, but uh, we're definitely, we're definitely on an episode in September, going to be eating some elk while we're having a having a discussion. That's so, cool. Wow. Uh, that's going to be uh, that already. That's going to be uh, a <laughs> mystery meat number one. <laughs> yeah. Is this the leg or <laughs> is it back? What back strap, baby? <laughs> well, those back straps are mine. Uh, I'm not sharing those, but <laughs> those are those are. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I've got my I got my sights set on that. I think I got a pretty good shot this year. Last year, nice. I knew more of what I was doing, but it was really dry. There wasn't a lot of water around. This year, they're just being oh, yeah. nonstop. So Seriously. we're expecting a cold. We're going right in the right moon phase. You know, they should. those bulls should be screaming when we get there. I know mean, it's going to be. Oh, oh. I picture Nate. The wind is at two miles per hour this way. We must move. They get the Wind in their face. Wind in their face. Wind in their face. Right. In their face. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Anyways. So what's the plan for the next episode? What's the what's the topic? What are we doing? Well, they, I guess they'll have to tune in and see. Uh-huh. They're gonna have yeah, to like wait it. and uh, and figure it out. Um, we're gonna come up with something. We just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> or no. we know, and we're not. Telling I think you. we know. We're just not telling you. That's what it is. Hanger. <laughs> so I like it. Hanger. Well, it's always good to uh, have a good, intense discussion, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the back pew. Pew pew.